0: Welcome to the Autism Grown Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Regan, and I'm the coach and educator as well as founder here with Autism Grown Up, a website for autistic individuals, families, and professionals to connect and get resources, ideas, information, and inspiration when it comes to autism and growing up. And this podcast is an extension of that. On this show, we share stories and strategies when it comes to autism, growing up, and adulthood. So, let's jump right in! Hello! Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to just, you know, a little bit more... Getting deeper with me in terms of talking about autism in the workplace, which is really fitting, actually. This is kind of like the second episode of talking about this. I had a previous episode, uh, I would say episode 31, where I talk about the big picture of ASD employment. And then today, for kind of a second part informally, so we're going to be talking about uh, employers' perspectives when it comes to hiring autistic employees. And so what their workplace looks like, we actually have some findings regarding that, and we're going to delve a little bit deeper into that. So thank you for joining me on that. And it's actually really fitting that we're going to be talking about that This month, in addition to in a couple weeks from now, which is actually, you know what, still this month, Um, but my two solo episodes other than the Q&A are going to be focused on employment, which is fitting, back to my point, regarding... October being National Disability Employment Awareness Month, or hashtag NDEAM for those of you on social media and are following along with this hashtag. Uh, There's a lot of great materials and information on this topic, and I will put the links to that in the show notes. It is largely coordinated by the Office of Labor and Special... I'm going to... It's OSEP, I think, or ODEP. I don't know that acronym really well, uh, but it's going to be in the show notes. You betcha. So that kind of is going to lead us in terms of talking about employers' perspectives. And I've noticed that some other organizations are doing the same in terms of looking for ways to provide training for employers to hire more individuals with disabilities. And today, I'm going to be focusing, of course, on employers who have hired autistic employees and what their experiences have been. To kind of give a big picture here, first of all, individuals with the autism spectrum have of course, markedly different vocational needs in compa- in comparison to each other, and also in comparison to perhaps some of their peers in the workplace. And so that is often... The point of discussion for when it comes to providing services, whether that's from supported employment, vocational rehabilitation, and other types of agencies that do provide employment services and support and job coaching for autistic employees, especially, uh, there have been some early studies in the early two thousands who that have. I was going to say, who these researchers have, but these studies overall have identified that autistic adults, yeah, they're, they were all adults, I believe. Maybe some adolescents here and there, maybe some 18 and 19 year olds after high school, ha- do require more funding and services and support, even in comparison with, their peers with disabilities. So all of this, knowing all of this, that the fact that each, of course, each individual on the autism spectrum has their own unique profile and sets of needs, but also knowing that they also sometimes require more services and supports, and so this kind of, gives us a big picture of the fact that this is what a lot of employers actually know when it comes to autism, or they may even know less than that and just may make a variety of assumptions when it comes to hiring an autistic employee. So for those who have hired autistic employees, we do see actually, unfortunately, a high number of firings or terminations, early terminations with autistic employees, more so in comparison with their peers for a number of reasons, but all kind of under the umbrella of... Just difficulties in navigating the workplace when it comes to interactions, social communication, different blunders, being inappropriate, those types of things have led to lots of difficulty in maintaining a job and are the most cited reason for why someone was fired. And in two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about some of the things that we should actually be focused on when it comes to internal supports, and external supports. So internal supports here is what I mean when it comes to when we talk about interventions, different programming, where we're focusing on specific skills with autistic individuals, whether they are in high school or already adults and looking for a job, Um, the external supports of when it comes to building a more inclusive workforce and workplace that includes autistic employees. From here, now we're going to shift into talking about employer characteristics and attitudes. Because this is actually the most limiting aspect of having an autistic workforce or having even just autism in the workplace or talking about it. It really, really starts with the employer, with the boss, with the supervisor actually having these type of building and creating this type of work culture that is supportive of people that are different in the workplace and then secondly actually hiring autistic employees too and ensuring that they are successful in this position. One survey conducted in 2014 found that one of the biggest barriers for successful employment for autistic employees is that um, the lack of appropriate understanding from employers and coworkers really contributes to this issue here. Because employers and coworkers are the ones that also help, they're part of the supportive environment. Staying on with a job requires flexibility and tolerance and acceptance from not just the individuals who supervise, but also those who are interacting and collaborating on a day-to-day basis with the autistic employee. Some of the common accommodations on the workplace or modifications to job tasks or the work environment in general include adjustments in communication exchanges, and then assistance with social interaction sometimes. So in those two major areas, and in more areas, this is where workplaces are aiming to go to become more inclusive, more accepting workplaces and environments. Therefore, right now, from employers who have had autistic employees in the past or currently have autistic employees, there were a few studies conducted in Australia to help understand their experiences, and they report lots of benefits when they hire autistic employees. And they are more likely at least 60% or 70% are more likely to hire another autistic employee in the future, whether or not they already have an autistic employee at that time. So of course, each autistic employee is different, has a different job, but actually these employers were from a variety of industries, from healthcare to retail to other workplaces that are in an office, and employers across the board reported similar benefits with their autistic employees, including trustworthiness, reliability, high levels of workplace engagement. They were less likely to be absent from work, and if they were in, ma- if they were matched in the right setting, we did see they did see so many strengths and success on the job. So of course, we often talk about how autistic individuals have greater attention to detail sometimes and an intense focus when it comes to really applying and an intense focus. And oftentimes, we tend to put some folks into certain boxes like well they may be like they may like something that requires less social interaction so sure that's successful for some adults on the spectrum and the same goes for uh, tasks that are a bit more repetitive so but these employers like I mentioned had employees on the spectrum across all kinds of professions and saw success across the board. What I presented to you is very promising, right? Like it is totally possible to see autistic employees be successful in the workplace, no matter what industry they're in, and to affect positive change. Something I also realized I just forgot to mention is that most of the employers also mentioned that they notice a shift in the workplace culture overall, as a result of having an autistic employee on staff. Which I also think is a significant thing but it does bring up an interesting conundrum here. So, like we just talked about, a common issue that employers and, empl- and co-workers often don't have the awareness and understanding an inclusive culture in- to support hiring an autistic employee and keeping them on staff. They already need to be kind of at this readiness of change and you're ready. To be practicing these inclusive practices, to hire an autistic employee, they have a higher likelihood of hiring an autistic employee, and keeping them on staff, and then seeing some additional further growth and changes toward inclusion, and building even more inclusive practices. So how do we even, yeah, there's just like such a high barrier, right? We need to get to this point where employers and coworkers have this readiness to change or this buy-in here for building in inclusive practices in the workplace and actually doing them on a day-to-day basis. So I am right there with you in terms of feeling kind of frustrated and unsure of, like, what the next steps would be. It's, we, I think this is a continuous conversation right now in the world we live in right now is helping us understand others' attitudes and how can we help shape and shift their attitudes towards being more inclusive, accepting, towards being more tolerant, inclusive, accepting, kind of in that order, to be able to support our autistic employment force. How do we get there? I've been thinking about this and some of the major things that I come across in my work from teaching an autism class to undergrads who may know something or next to nothing when it comes to autism but still want to work in the field or they know they're going to be working with autistic individuals as a doctor or a nurse or a teacher and just don't know where to start, to working in schools where they don't want the research team there to be, they don't want us to be there at all to help train them in terms of working with their autistic students, and these are some things to be thinking about, um, especially if you want to share this episode and continue the conversation in some way. When it comes to shifting attitudes or at least starting to understand why it can be so difficult to shape, shift, and support cha- um, employer attitudes. To shape, shift. I love that. I said that. <laughs> to shape and shift. To shape, shift and support. So some of the common things that we typically use, and of course they depend on the person and their experience level, and as well as the stressors and supports wherever they are working in, in their respective workplace whether it's the absence or the presence of the stressors and supports, but I've got three things for you to be thinking about here. So first thing is, is a case study. Sharing sharing wins, celebrations of autistic individuals across a variety of industries can make a world of a difference because then that employer can actually see themselves in that position. So we also, in addition to sharing the autistic employees' wins, we also need to also share, we also need to also <laughs> share the employers and coworkers' experiences. Not on like an inspirational level, although for some people that can be really helpful, but also on a day-to-day pragmatic, practical level of how this has helped move the needle forward in workplace culture and productivity. Secondly is building in a quick win. So this is for businesses or organizations who are perhaps already involved in some way but just aren't sure of how to get started and or maybe they are interested like perhaps maybe you you are a vocational teacher or a high school teacher of a separate setting classroom and you want to reach out to a local hospital or vet's office because you know you have students who love pets and they love helping people reach out to these organizations and see how you can give them a quick win in, because they often need volunteers they often need additional supports and connections in the community and That's where you can jump. Then that's where you can come in and build this relationship with them. A quick win could look like a relationship with a specific organization. Like if you're from a school or a local Autism Society chapter or a smaller autism disability-based organization or agency, that can help with a difference. Something to note here too, from the Australian studies too, is that employers also reported the benefits of receiving subsidies, because there are a lot of subsidies widely available in Australia for employers who employ individuals with a disability, including autism, and they receive financial assistance for the payment of different wages, workplace modifications and services, uh, just as a nice financial incentive for ongoing employment. So organizations that may work with you may be interested in getting grant funding to help support the work you're doing together. Overall, just talking about this can help get this on their radar and interested and build their interest over time. And then the third thing I have to think about in terms of shifting employers' attitudes and perspectives towards autism in the workplace is to just go visit them. Um, This is particularly so for families and autistic adults, if you really love an organization or a business and think you can be of help or service for them and you want to work for them or you think your child may be a great fit for what they offer... It helps for them to just get to know you. I mean, this is especially so for small businesses, and I'll get into this too in a couple weeks when I talk about other types of external supports in the community and things that we often don't talk about when it comes to looking for a job that can lead into employment. So those are my three... my three things, my three tips for helping us as a community overall start to work towards shifting employers' perspectives. And if you notice an ongoing thread, it's just getting experience, getting more time in front of people, and spending more time at these businesses or organizations to develop relationships. I find that this is a common thing for just getting a job these days, whether or not you have autism. Uh, it just an increased understanding of what autism may look like, what autism looks like, and that they are more likely to start to understand on an individual level how they can work with that autistic adult. So those are my three things for me today and just overall talking about employer attitudes and what we can do to address them from kind of like a grassroots type of way. That's how we roll here at Autism Grown Up. Here we have as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we are going to be talking about this even more so in the Autism Grown-Up community, so if you have thoughts about this, or stories, or examples, join us in the Autism Grown-Up community, and we're going to chat about there. I want to hear what you have to think about this. Okay. All right. I will talk to you all next week. I'm very excited about next week's interview. I'm going to be talking with Ryan Bost and he is a Charlotte, North Carolina native. He is a fitness instructor and he teaches classes for adults with disabilities including autistic individuals and he went to go get a certification for it and we get to hear all about it and his experiences there too. And yeah, I think that one is going to be such a nice one for this month too and I look forward to chatting with you then and in the Autism Grown-Up community. Alright, I'll talk to you then. me again thanks so much for listening to today's episode i've got a few things to go over as you are on your way out the door so firstly if you like this episode please go ahead and share it with a friend or another family you know if you think this will be helpful for them and then also i'd love to hear your side of the conversation for this episode so why don't you join us in the autism grown-up community and share what's going on for you your family and in your local community, whatever role you serve, everyone is welcome over here. You can access the community through this link, which is community.autismgrownup.com. And then lastly, if you really love this episode and just the podcast in general, please go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are currently listening to this episode on. It just helps get the word out there when it comes to what's out there for autism growing up. Alright, we'll see you in the community, and I'll catch you next time.